0: for For the win. Good! A weekday, a wins the national championship for Notre Dame. Pino gets the crossing. He's the world's world
1: medal. Ah! Oh, can you believe this?
2: Every has saved the USA's life in this world cup. 21 world championship medals she is. The greatest of all time, you just can't say it enough. Wow. Women's Singles Champion, Serena Williams.
0: Large Williams into Bird in the corner. You bet. She's done it again. Sue Bird.
1: You're listening to All In, a women's
2: sports podcast on WFUV Sports. Hello, everybody, and welcome into this week's edition of All In, WFUV's Women's Sports Podcast. I am joined in here today by Mario Monti and Sam Bohr, and we have an NWSL-packed show today. We're going to start with some general talks about Gotham FC and the NWSL in general, what we think now with the schedule out, what we think Gotham's going to improve on this season, what we hope to see, and then also some way-too-early championship predictions and some surprise team predictions as well. Um, And then we're going to move into previewing the USA versus Canada She Believes Cup match. And as of right now, it is 6.33 p.m. That game is set to kick off at 7. So in a little under 30 minutes. So we might get to live watch a few of that. I know I'm going to have that on my computer once once it gets going. And we're also going to discuss the Canada women's national team situation. A lot has been going on there in their fight for equal pay. And then we are going to finish it up with uh, Canadian national team talk. But before we get into any of that, Maddie, Sam, how are you guys doing?
1: Guys, I just had a fantastic little appetizer of a dinner. I just had some broccoli with Parmesan cheese Mm. and some like garlic and Mm. and salt and pepper. It was amazing. It was amazing. I was enjoying some of that soccer on TV today, and I can't wait to continue watching the She Believes Cup. It's one of my favorite times of year, so I'm very excited to get into this and and talk a little bit about what's going on in the international world, because this only rolls around when something like the Olympics later on happens, Uh, only every couple years, like so I'm very excited to get into talking about how this is going to impact the Olympics, how it's going to impact the future of the U.S. women's soccer, and and also talk about some NWSL at home. It's it's very exciting stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so
0: excited to be back. I've I feel like it's been so long since I've been able to to join the All In podcast, and I'm so happy to be here with two former soccer players, uh, which is very fun. But yeah, I'm I'm pumped to talk about everything with especially with the World Cup coming up um, this summer. Uh, in New Zealand and Australia that'll be so exciting um, I'm thrilled and I love a little friendly match it's always fun when it's like you know there's no real bearing on anything but everyone's there to kick a ball have a good time and establish their dominance so who doesn't love that that was
2: very well said thank you Kicking a little ball having some fun but we are going to start <laughs> we are going to start a little more specified on this episode of all in we're going to start with Gotham FC last season was not great for them by no stretch of the imagination they finished last negative 30 goal differential and for those who don't know that means that they scored 30 less goals than that were scored on them so they were (laughs) scored on 30 more times than they could score which is a lot it is it is quite a lot they finished four four losses or four wins 17 losses and one tie um So that's also not great. But with every ending to a season, there is a new beginning and they have made a lot of changes since the last time we saw them. They've acquired Kelly O'Hara with the first ever free agency signing in NWSL history and then also acquired Lynn Williams via trade. I mean, they do have to replace Paige Monaghan, but I think Lynn Williams will be a great adjustment for that but Maddie I'll start with you what is the biggest thing you want to see with the NWSL season fastly approaching
1: I just think uh, going to Gotham first and seeing all the trades and acquisitions they made um, I think right now this is uh we're seeing a rebuild for a lot of different teams and I think Gotham being one of those teams who underwent such a like you mentioned an awful season to put it lightly not lightly hardly <laughs> last season um, I think Getting in these new free agents and establishing free agency as a whole, I think, has been great for the NWSL, and I think it is going to pave the way for a lot of things going forward. I love the acquisitions of Lynn Williams, Kelly O'Hara for Gotham. I think it was what they needed because Gotham's number one problem they had was finishing. They could not um, go through with a lot of their set pieces and a lot of their set plays. Um, Last season, it was a big thing that I noticed with them their defense was strong they just they just couldn't score goals and that obviously was primarily the reason why they couldn't go anywhere this past season um i think other seasons that are all other teams that are also in a rebuild excuse me um the carolina courage who my my <laughs> home team <laughs> to say the least gosh they really are rebuilding and <laughs> it looks bad and and yeah. I'm aware of that. <laughs> um, I think really what we're going to see this this upcoming season is the continued domination of some of those teams that we're familiar with. Portland Thorns are going to be there at the top again. OL rain, I think, pull out an incredible season this year. And I think they're still going to be competing and up that top three. Um, but those expansion teams also really shining through. I think Angel City um, was starting off not like in the best way but with a lot of potential for expansion teams i i don't think eighth place was a bad finish for them um them and i think more expansion teams like louisville um uh uh, like it just i feel like for them it's going to be great san diego wave having an incredible season finishing third i think this is going to be the year of some of the expansion teams really coming to the forefront of what's going on and i think for back at home for Gotham to really have a breakout season with some of these um, U.S. national team veterans that can really provide for them, and so I think it's going to be just a great season going forward. But I still expect to see some of those returning spots at the top for Portland and Ol Ryan.
0: I I agree. I think that we'll see maybe some of the top stay the same. I think that someone that's going to be higher this year in the standings, um, the KC current, I think that last year, you know, finished fifth overall, but they've made a lot of moves in the offseason. I mean, I was reading online before this, a lot of people have given them an A-plus rating this offseason with the acquisitions they've made. And, you know, they entered the offseason as NWSL championship finalists and the runners-up for this past year, obviously, but... I don't think that that's the end for them especially. So I think they're they're a team to be watched to really, I think, step out this year and take, take a big jump in terms of the standings because, you know, fifth, I think, is maybe not where a lot of people expected them to finish this last year. Um, but I see a lot coming for them. But with Gotham, I agree. I think that this year they're definitely rebuilding. I think they're adding a lot that is going to be beneficial for them, like you already said, with Lynn Williams and Kelly O'Hara. And I think that What's going to be really important for adding both of those pieces is they are proven winners. You know, Lynn Williams, though, she is, you know, coming off of an injury. She's rehabbing there slightly, but they say she's back to ready. She's score sheet ready. She's already tallied, I think, something in a friendly game back in January in New Zealand. So Mm -hmm. she's already rocking. And having a three-time NWSL winner, plus having Kelly O'Hara, who is a known name. She's a household name within women's soccer. Having someone like that added to the roster can only be helpful to a team that was dead last last year (laughs) to add people who have that winning mentality because sometimes it is really hard to break out of that cycle but if you have these people who are known winners who know what it's like sometimes that can just drive the entire mentality
2: of the team upwards and hopefully that'll happen this year. Gotham FC seven more losses than any other team in the NWSL but a lot of good points are made there I want to touch on Angel City for a second like you made a really really good point about them uh they Did a lot and they lost. They kind of built their whole team around Kristen Press and then lost her and then immediately didn't get deterred from that. They could have easily found themselves at the bottom of the rankings as well, especially when you put your all of your time and a lot of your money into one player and then lose that player early on to a torn ACL. It would be very easy to lose faith, lose hope. They did not. But the good part about that is they're getting Kristen Press back this season. She is training with the team. She looks good. Um, so I see Angel City taking a big leap forward, getting their captain back. And then also with Kansas City, I do also see them taking a jump. They're going to be a little hurt by the fact they're losing Lynn Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, but she never actually played for the team. So it's not like they're they're not losing something they had at one point because she also got injured like immediately. And then also with Sam Mewis, unfortunately, also having a setback in her injury, those two players seemingly... Definitely not Lynn Williams, but Sam Mewis, there's no timetable for return. So it looks like Kansas City is on their way to another season where they won't have their big MVP caliber player. But we've seen in the past, I mean, they went to the championship last year. They don't necessarily need Sam Mewis, which is incredible. It, it really says a lot to how much of a team that is and how much they play together. So if they can only build on that, that would be really great. But again, O.L. Rain is my team that I think is going to be unstoppable because they finished first in the rankings last season and they only got better. They didn't really lose anybody. They still have a super team. They still, I mean, they lost Tobin Heath, but she didn't really, she played like two games and then was like, I'm good. Oh, uh, not really. Um, she didn't actually, she got <laughs> surgery, she got surgery and was injured. Um, But <laughs> <laughs> so I'm good. <laughs> but um, I mean, they still have Megan Rapinoe, Jordan Heidema, Roosevelt. They only got better. They added Emily Sonnet. So their defense only got bolstered up. So, the, the OL Ray and Portland Thorns rivalry, I think is at a all time high and I am so excited to see how that plays out. But my next question is if you have a, it can be a player, it can be a team. Whatever you want, who is your surprise factor coming into this season? Man,
1: I I have been really stumped by this one just because I have been so impressed with some of these like super teams that we're seeing in like O.L. Ray and Portland Thorns and and seeing everybody there. I feel like the addition, oh, I really got to think about this one. Sam, do you want to go first before I go? Well, my answer is
0: going to be biased because mine's not actually someone who I, no offense to the player that I'm about to say, if you ever hear this, my <laughs> offense, my, my my what I'm about to say is not necessarily a player slash team that I think is going to have like a God given season this year. However, I do have a friend who plays for the NC Courage. Um, Oh boy! (laughs) and she did just sign an extension she signed another extension contract for two more years so I have to say Ryan Williams she's really cool everyone look her up from Cherry Creek Colorado (laughs) shout out Patrick Williams my old best friend Um, (laughs) I love you Patrick and I love your sister go her I just have to say I I mean I hope she's a standout season she was at um like a sub for the U.S. Women's National Team last year she's gone off the bench a couple times so I hope she's a great season I hope the NC Courage has a great season because of her that's what I. I'm biased in this answer, so that's I feel valid. like I can't really
2: give you a true and honest if answer. I, but I'm, I'm biased. If I was friends with an NWSL player or even knew of an NWSL player, that would be my answer. 100. I, like, I have to. They could actually be like the worst bench sitter in the league, and I'd be like that, <laughs> that. Like that's. They're gonna have a every season. It's like this is their season. Oh, I yeah. would. I would never defer from, deter from that. Rather, yeah. Uh, Maddie, do you have yours?
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying mine is super surprising. More or less, that I've just been impressed with her over the past. Like season that she's played. Sophia Smith, who is yeah. in a mission of the uh, She Believes Cup roster because of her injury, mm. um, she has just been impressive for me. Winning MVP um, in the NWSL last year at such a young age um, has been crazy, and she has uh, has dominated for Portland, and I think the young talent that a team like Portland is really developing with her, uh, Sam Kofi, other, other women on that team have just been so impressive, and regardless of them being a super team they've managed to get Sophia Smith to where she needs to be so quickly and she's becoming to me one of the best players to watch now as a young talent and I think she will continue to surprise people and continue to shock people and she has just been so prominent for me that I just kind of have to I I really want to tell everybody put your focus on her because she has been so impressive to me so far.
2: Absolutely and I'm gonna I'm gonna Deter from the the path you guys have taken and go with a team rather than a player. And my surprise team, North Carolina. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> almost, yes. I was yes. almost. Yes. <laughs> Lol, no. Um, so it is. I I honestly like this is kind of a hot take for sure. But racing Louisville, I mean, they hmm. got they traded away Emily Emily uh, Emily Fox, which at first I I said it on, on all in. I said I was very confused and not like the trade. But now that I'm looking at it, they got back Abby Ursig. And uh, Carson Pickett, who are both amazing. I mean, Abby Erceg, I believe she plays for the New Zealand national team. And then Carson Pickett, of course, has a handful of caps for the U.S. Women's National Team. They got a really good return from that. And Abby Ursig is such a good leader. I know Maddie is probably all too familiar with that in her time with the courage. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very excited to see how that plays out. And I think those two players can really change the dynamic of this young racing Louisville team. So that is my standout team that I think is going to surprise people because they finished fourth to last last season Mm -hmm. and had nine losses so nearly like third most losses of any team so I think there's a lot of room for improvement a lot of room to jump and I think they're definitely going to my last question before we move on from NWSL it I mean the schedule just came out there is no time like the present to make a obnoxiously early (laughs) championship prediction (laughs) oh my god so let's start with Maddie Mm -hmm. Maddie Who's your championship prediction?
1: I think this is going to be a championship between San Diego Wave and Portland Thorns this year. I think Portland makes their return, and I think San Diego finally gets that chance. I think the San Diego lineup has just really been impressive. Uh, Abby Kemper, Naomi Gurma in the defense. Alex Morgan. Alex, Alex Morgan. I, know, I you, know you have your things <laughs> um, with her, but she, like, honestly— incredible player incredibly everything um i think also uh cornecki also very impressive on that team the the team like defensively and in the midfield are so strong they they're one of the strongest teams i've seen in the nwsl and and i think you know with alex morgan up at the top for them they're really just such a good team that i really want to see them do this because i'd love to see an expansion team do that like so a, early, a, so early. Really show what they've gotten, because I think that also speaks to this Is kind of going to get off topic, but I think it speaks to ownership and how people really care about owning these certain teams in the NWSL. Some of these expansion teams, Angel City being one of them, got tremendous support from celebrities, uh, local athletes, um, just amazing contributions to the team that we're seeing in these expansion teams. And you see them really want to compete and be up there with the top dogs like Portland. And so I think this could be their year and I'd really love to see it be their year. So I'm going to go praying that San Diego (laughs) Wave can make it this year and hopefully take it. Well, I don't have as in-depth of a response <laughs> as he does, but
0: I'm going to back the team that I said earlier here in this podcast with the Casey Current. I think it's going to be a Current-Thorns final once again. I think we're going for a rematch. That would be incredible. I think that'd be super fun, first of all. I think it's going to be a rematch. I think that the Current had a lot of great moves in the offseason. I think they're doing what they need to do. The Thorns obviously still a superpower of a team. I think it's very possible that we have a rematch again this year, and but this time, I would love if the current came out on top. Wouldn't that be great for the storybooks? It would just be so much fun, so good for them. But I really, I don't know, I feel it coming in the way that, obviously, this team is hungry. You know, no one wants to be second. is the first to lose. No one wants that. And also, everyone wants to repeat a championship. So, I feel purely based on the energy alone, it'll happen, despite they're both incredibly talented rosters.
2: I... I'm guessing we're going to get what all NWSL fans wanted so bad last season. And that is a rivalry in the championship game. O.L. Reign versus Portland. There would be, there's nothing in this world I want more than O.L. Reign versus Portland. They're arguably, not even arguably, honestly, they have the two best rosters in the NWSL. They're rivals. They hate each other. And not only is it two good two of the best teams playing against each other two super teams honestly playing against each other but that little extra added pressure of a rivalry would just be so incredible so I'm rooting for that so hard and I honestly think that's what we're gonna see but NWSL season starts very soon in March you can catch me at Red Bull Arena follow me on Twitter Julia Moss underscore underscore (laughs) for all (laughs) news around Gotham (laughs) FC but we are going to transition here We're going to transition to the She Believes Cup. The U.S. women's national team is set to kick off in about 10 minutes, but the storyline surrounding this game far exceeds the game of soccer itself. The Canadian women's national team is fighting for equal pay with the Canada Soccer Federation. They entered this state of negotiation feeling disgusted, exhausted, deflated, and shattered. Um... Canada Soccer Association is not cooperating with them, have threatened them if they decide not to play. So they've decided they are going to play, but it'll be really interesting. And I really hope we get to see the first part of this because um, while we're still on the air, because they have said there is something planned. They have not said what it is yet, but there will be some form of protest. I am excited to see. I really hope they do something that makes a statement. Anything they do, honestly, would be would be great because the situation is really unfortunate. We've seen the U.S., lead kind of lead the way in a lot of way in a lot of senses and equal pay but before we get too far into it I really want to hear what your reactions were to the story coming out players starting to speak out to the Canadian women's national team trying to achieve equal pay with the men
1: yeah I heard a little bit about it first when I saw quotes from Quinn coming in and um, obviously from Duke I follow her and follow them and it is a big deal and it is just A a terrible situation in which the women's team once again is being forced into, you know, fighting for something that they so rightly deserve after the success that this team has. Um, I grew up watching people like Sinclair and seeing her lead the team and seeing her just dominate in Canadian soccer. And I went to the Women's World Cup in Canada and it was crazy and it was exciting. And the fan base there was incredible. <laughs> they want women's soccer to succeed and they love it. And so to see this happen time and time again across the world to women's sports and even in soccer in particular, it is just heartbreaking to watch. Um, I watched yesterday at their practice. Um, their protest was they wore their jerseys inside out um, to hide the Canadian emblem on their jerseys, and they, I, I commend them for standing in solidarity and you know, commending, commend them for you know doing what is right when you are on the national stage like this when you have something like the She Believes Cup come up and you're like fighting between you know do we go about business as normal and and do this or do we stand up for what we believe in and do what we need to do
2: yeah and i can uh confirm now they the canada women's national team is heading out to warming up now and they are wearing their practice jerseys inside out there's mm. no side of the canada uh canada logo anywhere so that is just the first first piece of information that has come out before ahead of this matchup but sam you can yeah. give your thought Breaking news there. Um no,
0: which is important. So we're seeing that again now in the game because I saw the same footage from their practice yesterday, Maddie. And I mean, how how detrimental, obviously it's detrimental, you know, to be fighting for equal pay still in 2023, especially as world-class athletes and especially in the world's most popular sport, you know. We're not talking about some niche sport this isn't men's versus women's cricket or something like that no offense to cricket players okay. of any kind but this is the world's most popular sport this is the world cup men's world cup just happened and was one of the most viewed sporting events probably in history and now you're having the women's come up and they're still fighting to be paid equally especially after we had the uh the head of you know the was it the united states soccer Carlos federation Cordero, yeah. yeah we had him say that the women don't deserve to be paid as much as men because they don't work as hard. They're not as high class of athletes, which is fully untrue. And it's just it's so shameful that in 2023, these women are still having to fight for that. And I mean, Quinn Quinn said on Twitter, this is a, a quote. We're being forced back to work for the next few weeks while stepping on a field, continuing to provide labor for an organization that upholds gender inequality, goes against every fiber of my being. I will continue to do so for now in protest. So that's hard. And I mean, What's, what's so great about this, though, is that this this issue itself is so much bigger than sports and so much bigger than just one team. The U.S. team has been voicing their support for the Canadian women's team online very explicitly. Alex Morgan said, what do they have to do? Win a gold medal? Sell out, sell out stadiums? Oh, wait. It's 2023. Wake up, Canada. Megan Rapinoe said, they're bitter enemies on the field, but even better allies off of it. So this is not just one team. This is everyone. This is about women's gender equality generally, not just for Team Canada in women's soccer.
2: Yeah. And I think the huge, the the biggest part of this is like, they just won the Olympics. Like they are a amazing team. They are doing a lot for Canadian soccer. I mean, you don't see the Canadian men's national team performing at this level. And I think it's, it's a little bit harder for American women's soccer fans to rationalize this. In in today's time, because like we've we've been through this, you know, and we've come out the other side with equal pay. So, it I feel like we have a lot more empathy towards what they're going through, as far as you know, a fan to these athletes. Um, but yeah, it's just it's really really unfortunate that every country. I mean, honestly, every country is going to have to go through this. It, we're this is not going to be an isolated incident because if you look at Brazil, Argentina, you know, none of those. None of those countries have equal pay in, in soccer. So, I mean, America and I believe Australia are one of the only two teams to have equal pay for their men and women's soccer team. So, this is just a start. It's good that Canada's fighting back on it. It's very unfortunate that, you know, a country that's so close to ours in in beliefs, geography, like, we are very intermingled. A lot of their players play for the NWSL. Um, so there, there is a lot of ongoing dialogue there as it is. So it's very surprising that the Canadian, uh, soccer association is even fighting back on this as much as they are. They should have equal pay, especially because the the Canadian women's team is bringing in more wins, more, more viewability, all of the above. So Maddie, what what are your thoughts on?
1: I think the other thing too, is you talk about length and if we remember the, CBA for the women's national team expired back in 2012. So this thing has been going on for almost 10 years on Mm. the U.S. front. So I can only imagine how long it's going to take on the Canadian front. And I think the other thing to also mention is that the Canadian men's team uh, came out publicly and backed the women. Um, They said they were wholeheartedly behind them. Um, And one of the biggest aspects about this that we kind of touched on was that they had planned to strike on Sunday, Mm -hmm. and the players were threatened with legal action. Millions of dollars um, of damage would have been thrust upon them for an unlawful strike, um, according to the Canadian Soccer Players Association. And when we're looking at this and we're looking at how long it's going to take, most likely, for something like this, it's absolutely sad to see this because this is something that I can't see wrapping up soon. It's, It's going to continue for a while, and... I'm glad to see, I hope other teams around the world hopefully speak up for Canada as well and say, hey, we stand with you and everything. Um, Because I think, like you mentioned, Julia, this is going to become a factor for so many other teams. And I think once everybody is on the same page and all create a disruption together, I think there can actually be change done and we don't have to see what happened to the U.S. for 10 years happen Mm -hmm. again to women's sports um, because it's not fair to the athletes, Um, So many international players come into the U.S. to play. And so, you know, it's to me, you want to see the best for your teams and you want to see the best for the sport. And right now that's not being done. Um, It's a shame that this continues to be done. And um, to see the male counterparts speaking up for them and still nothing is done, to see the women speak out and nothing is done. It's frustrating. It's disheartening. And to watch Canada have to go through this just the way the U.S. did, it's absolutely sad. And I hope they can figure it out um, soon and relatively quickly. And this doesn't drag on for 10 years like it did for the U.S.
2: And you make a really great point there because the American team went through this. And you saw the the consequences that were, were held because of what they went through. I mean, um, Carlos Cordero kicked out of office, tried to reapply, was not voted in. <laughs> Parlow Parlocone, the interim president was voted to become like the permanent and you see this stuff that has happened you see the comments he made be denounced so heavily because of course as most people remember he said that uh men and women don't deserve to get men and women's athletes in soccer don't deserve to get paid equally because of like biological difference like some bs like that and that is aged so poorly that you would think if the exact same situation would come up again it would not be met with the same intensity but unfortunately it has so a lot of growth to be done there but we are going to transition a little bit into what's going to happen on the field tonight between usa and canada of course this is a rematch a crazy rematch of, of what we saw in australia um or tokyo i'm so sorry tokyo um australia is where the world cup will be happening in a, in a couple months um but a rematch from Tokyo from the 2020 Olympics where unfortunately the USA were knocked out by Canada 1-0 controversial I will never I will never step off of this soapbox about this <laughs> specific play but um, I think it was Tierna Davidson who who was just trying to clear a ball and instead of clearing it accidentally hit, uh, kicked another player in the box but like very clearly did not see the player behind her and they awarded a PK which they ended up making lost to Lissner um, and then they would go on to lose 1-0 in very controversial fashion. But good for Canada because they would go on to upset Sweden in that next game and end up winning the Olympics just a couple years ago. So just to set the scene a little bit for what we're in store in tonight, I think this is a game that is going to answer a lot of questions for both sides. USA has been so, so inconsistent as far mm-hmm. as... Um, losing games to Spain, losing games to England, taking care of business in some places, absolutely leaving jaws on the floor in others. So I think tonight, you know, there's been a lot of breathing room time since the last time they've are since the last time they've played like a very, you know, a, a competitive team. So, and on Canada side, you're seeing how well you can compete with America. You're seeing where where you are now comparatively to Tokyo a couple years ago or really a year and a half ago. So that is what I'm most excited for tonight. Maddie, what are your thoughts heading into this matchup?
1: I'm really excited for this match. I always love to see the two teams go at it. And I think really with this match, we're going to see the new U.S. team really with the young core going forward. Uh, I think this is going to be an offensive heavy for the U.S. game. I think um, it was like talked about what Priestman for Canada would put out. Uh, they think that she's going to go defensive, like a 4-2-3-1 position to, to kind of go after what the U.S. attack is going to look like. But... I really like this US roster going into this tournament, going into this match. Um, they have their strong eleven going forward. Um, Sauerbrunn, Morgan is there, Rapino is there, Dunn, Haran is on that roster. Um, the young girls that are on this roster, Huerta, Fox, Cook, Sanchez, like uh, Rodman is out there. And to see this um roster, I'm really impressed with what they've been getting. Um and looking at um how they've kind of opened the year in 2023 they had back-to-back clean sheets Alyssa Nair was in goal Casey Murphy the US uh the Carolina Courage goalie out there they had shutouts in their first outings um I just think that this is going to be a very tough matchup because I think like we just talked about there's a lot outside of the game happening and I think with Canada that's going to translate and While the U.S. attack, I think, is very strong going into this match, you have to factor in this uh, emotional response that Canada is going to have. But if I looked at it right now, I would say it's probably going to be a U.S. game. I think the U.S. just starts off strong in this tournament and really can do it against Canada um, heading into their next couple matches. But... Regardless, this is a monumental match for regardless of what the score is. It is about soccer and women's soccer at the forefront. Um, two teams that have really struggled and are going, and one that is going to continue to struggle a little bit longer with their CBA. So I think it's a must-watch game. I'm very excited to see this go underway. Just now, two minutes in, so I will be very excited to see the outcome and, and watch along with it.
0: I agree. I think that, like you said, at the end of the day, this is it's really important that it's these two teams facing each other right now. Because, like you said, the women's U.S. women's national team was so it was so public and it was so international about their struggle for equal pay um, in the last, you know, many years. Like you said, it's taken 10 years. But I think now them playing Canada reminds everyone that, like, these are clubs that are closely intertwined and like this is the new age for soccer. But. Also, to the gameplay itself, I think this is going to be a litmus test for these teams this year. I think that this is going to be, you know, one of the last friendly tournaments against these more high, high caliber teams that they are a genuine threat that they are going to be afraid of going into the World Cup because as you get closer to the World Cup, I feel like they're going to start playing teams that maybe they're not quite as afraid of to build some confidence and build something there but right now you know playing Canada in this rematch these are two two rival teams Shall we say they're their neighbors I mean our neighbors from the north they're (laughs) they're rival teams in that way we share a body of land but I think it's going to be really exciting for them and I think the U.S. has to pick up really definitive wins in this tournament because I think some people have doubts about them right now I mean you said yourself they're incredibly inconsistent because they are But after dropping those last three games, you know, to England, Germany and Spain, which is the first time that the U.S. Women's National Team hit a three game losing streak. So many unfortunate
2: records broken in 30
0: years. Like that was that was absurd. It was the first time in 30 years they had a three game losing streak. I think that they're going to have to come out swinging in this tournament because a lot of people are saying, is this era starting to crumble? And I I don't know if I fully agree with that. I think that might be a little bit dramatic, but. I think that this is the time when they've got to stay strong, especially against, you know, teams like Japan that are so organized and tactical in their approach and can sometimes outplay you in that way. And Brazil was great in transition. So I think it's going to be really important for them to stay focused, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And the match tonight is going to be a lot of fun if Canada actually plays. I know that they said they would play because they have to, otherwise, they'll be sued. But Julia brought up a good point uh, before we were on air saying, does play mean they running stand back around stand mm-hmm. stand around does it mean that they run back and forth and pass the ball like they're in you know kindergarten league
2: who knows i feel like i mean have have you i feel like if they're they're actually not trying we would have gotten a they have kicked off right
1: uh i'll double check but i i assume they yeah, would have kicked off right yeah yeah
2: and if they're not i feel like it would have been obvious by now if they're not so it seems like a game is being played which is good, good for the the when you're considering Competitivity, competitiveness and, and sure. learning things but a couple points before we wrap up here one if I am Cindy Parlocone I am watching these next few games very closely because I don't know what's going through her head or the USSF's head but Vladko Andonovsky should be on the hot seat and he should not feel comfortable at all because we've seen tracing back to the Olympics and my not it's not quite disdain, but my concern for the future of U.S. women's soccer started in Tokyo when we were losing games, and I felt like it was not because of the product that was necessarily on the field. It was because of the the tactics and the strategy. I feel like it was kind of all out of whack there. So if I'm Vladko, I'm trying very hard to fix that. I am uh, I'm a little worried for my job um, because we've seen again going back to the inconsistency. We have not seen. A U.S. women's national team struggles so much in a very, very long time. And you can attribute that to to stars aging, whatever. America high school and college soccer right now is, I would argue, the best way to come up in the world. So we have that kind of talent continuing to come in. We have Sophia Smith, Rose Lindsay Horan. Like, we have the talent. It's a matter of getting those players in the right position to perform well. It's not about talent. It is about tactics. So... That is what I'm looking for in these next few games. If we drop even one of these games and we don't take the She Believes Cup home at home, I'm Problem. very, I'm very concerned going into the World Cup. But let's say we win. I mean, we again we have the talent. There are a few players who are out. Hopefully, we get Sam Mewis back by the time World Cup comes around. Hopefully, Tobin Heath, Kristen Press, both heal from their injuries and get back into the mix. Vlatko recently said that they're not out of the mix for World Cup, which is good because Kristen Press was paid absolute dirt and i can go on 1200 tangents about this how she, even before she tore acl she was removed from the consideration of um of teams especially i think it was conca cap she was not invited for i can't remember what tournament it was it might have been friendlies but she had some crazy statistic like 37 goals and 35 assists and 60 games or something like that like she had more she had more goal contributions and games played in a, in a crazy amount of games so she was on fire when she was ultimately removed from consideration following the Tokyo Olympics. So hopefully we see a rotation that ends up being more mirrored of the talent that's actually out there. But it'll be really interesting to see how everything everything <laughs> plays out. I'm very excited for this. We're going to learn a lot about a lot of teams, a lot of World Cup contenders. So definitely tune in to the She Believes Cup, to the U.S. Women's National Team. But with that being said, we are going to wrap up here. It was a pleasure, Maddie and Sam. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Until next time, All In is a production of WFUV Sports.